Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And today, we, you know, we're just going to recap the shows that we had since it's, you know, it's winding well, down in the new year, new year, new season. So, yeah, we're, we're wrapping up season two, um, and we're celebrating an anniversary, so we're making two years podcasting in January. So we Definitely. thought that maybe we'll go through some of our old shows and talk about our most liked shows, some of our difficult shows, and Something that our was entertaining really hard, shows, definitely. and yeah. I think that we should set it off with me asking you, you know, what was your favorite show? My favorite show was The Story of Us. I mean, not to talk to her. Well, I was talking to her. We walked up the stairs together and we were talking, but she had another guy she liked in her gym class, and she asked me <laughs> not to talk to her because she didn't want him to no, no, think no. that we was together. I didn't say not talk to me. I said I didn't want... See, the thing about Aziz, he's always been affectionate. So whenever we would see each other, we would always give each other a hug. But when we went to summer school, I did have my eye on a guy there that I had a crush on for a while. And so I asked Aziz if he could just slap me high five and not hug me. Yeah, see, this is where <laughs> it gets crazy. Because, you know, she hugged me every other time. She hugged me anytime she seen me. She seemed excited. And now all of a sudden she was acting fly. So, you know, I just was telling her, like, okay, go then in the gym class. Then you speaking to me, right? Wait up. I said, go in the gym <laughs> class with your loose spandex. Okay. I think that, you know, it was a great episode to start the second season with. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people have a lot of questions about our relationship. Oh, they have a whole yeah. lot of questions so, about the dynamic. Yeah, so we, we, we did the episode. The female dynamic. Yeah, yeah. and we did the episode. Um, wanting to shed light on our relationship, mm-hmm. how it started, how did we get to the place that we are to th- we are at today, and to kind of clear the rumors of are we dating, are we not dating, are we having sex, are we not having sex? Like, are we having? Yeah, like, it was I, just it was, all these it was weird. Really just the episode to clear the air on our friendship, on our partnership, on our you know us being co-hosts, being male and female, us having we dated before yeah. when we was really young. And now it's well, 20, I guess since we're 40, yeah, yeah since 25 we're really years young. ago, you know what I mean? So, like, how people still just see that portion of it yeah. versus the fact that we have evolved into friends, close, close like family. I mm-hmm. mean, I would say friends are closer than family, as we say all the time, because yeah. we pick them. But I would say that, you know, we have evolved into that place where well, yeah. you're like a sister. I can well, see you naked, and it would probably be nothing. <laughs> that's not what you're going to go right now. <laughs> Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Likewise, I can okay. see you in your birthday suit and won't think anything of it. So, like, well, you know, it's been so long that we have, you know, it's really platonic. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. I know you're an attractive human being. I know you're an attractive woman. But at the end of the day, like, I can't see the same attraction that other people see. I watch men's heads still turn, and I'm like, this is just Jerry. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think... That's what a lot of people, and obviously there's still questions out there for people. It's 26 episodes of yeah, our yeah, show, yeah. so people still didn't see the first episode, so they still have the questions because our chemistry, yeah. how we go about doing things, you know, things of that nature, like how we have great chemistry. Yeah, so if you ever want to, you know, 
go all the way back to season two, episode one, you can get a feel or get an idea of who we are and Definitely. how we got to the place that we are today. And plus, we evolved. We got better at it. Yeah, we did, yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny to see that first episode to, to, to now. Yeah, you yeah, I, I agree mean? with that. Because the chemistry just got a lot stronger. It's, you know, it's better that way. So what would you say your most difficult episode was? I would say, um, what do what do you bring to the table? Oh, that was a big one. Definitely. And I think that when we start to to drop all the labels and the beliefs and all this what ideals, and we just allow things to to evolve naturally, I think that that's a more authentic relationship as opposed to all that other stuff that's cerebral. Oh, he's not supposed to be doing. He's eating a fork. He's eating with his left hand. You know, like it's too much. Like it's too much noise going. If I meet people all the time, and if you hear other podcasts where they say, listen, I cheated on my wife 17 times. <laughs> I still love her. Yeah. How? And they have whole arguments with me. Like, yo, I love her, blah, 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 blah. And I, you know me, I'm a person that sits back, lets you argue, and I'll just poke, poke, and I just want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear how your mindset works, and then I smash you. Like, yo, if she did it to you, do she love you? Had six, 17 men all up inside her. She love you? Hell no, exactly. And I realized that as I matured and I narrowed my focus and I and I really figured out what my principles and my beliefs are, I were, it now it narrowed the dating pool for me. So so yes, now I don't go out on dates every Friday and no, my my phone is very dry right now, but <laughs> but I'm also I know that when I do connect with somebody, it's gonna be a lot more solid. Actual like uh, where the love actually exchanged was when I was having one of those breakdowns. I was having a, a single mom, a mom, new mom breakdown. And he's not even three yet. He's like a, a month away from three. And I'm yelling, going on, carrying on about some shit that a three-year-old is probably like, what the fuck is she even, what is going on here, you know? And he turned around to me and said, why are you yelling at me? I understand you. And I was like, oh shit, like he's a whole, He's a whole person. Same thing when we have decision um, discussions or um, commitments and agreements with our partners. Those are things that have to hold us down. The principles that have to hold our foundation. So fuck how you make me feel right now because 20 years from now, when those when you find your coworker attractive and we're in like a rough a patch. funny yeah in a funny place. What are you telling me? So now you feel organic with her and you're going to cheat on me? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, we would never be together based on this conversation. Self-love started off with a different understanding, right? And it meant, you know, making sure that you did all the work for in, within, within to make sure that when you came to the table with others that you showed up in a certain mm -hmm. way, right? Um, but we live in a society right now who... As trying to escape themselves. I was saying what uh, what what the most thing I notice about accountable love is is being honest. Like be honest all the time. Because I'm not saying you can't have two or three different girls, but you just can be honest. You don't have to have a girlfriend to be with two, three different women. You don't have to. Why did you have to have this girl to have these three? And it's, it goes back to acceptance again because a lot of times the guys won't, the guys won't, the guys won't, and it happens with women too, but guys, and to your point, they won't be honest with that with that girl that wants the monogamous relationship because she has something that they want. Definitely. They so selfish. Not, yeah, exactly. I took the word right out of my mouth. So the, that selfishness is what makes them keep that girl around. Mm -hmm. maybe, yeah. she, maybe her ass is fatter. 
that's your problem. <laughs> because yes. it, was, it, was, it was a... Like 10 people around like the table. 10 people around yeah. the table. Everybody, we wanted everybody to have a voice, everybody to tell their story, everybody to explain what they bring to the table. And then we want the dialogue to go smooth where everybody had a say. And we was passing the mics around and making sure everybody had a chance to speak. Yeah. So like navigating through that, we're used to just, you know, having a guest, mm -hmm. going back and forth, incorporating the guests, mm -hmm. having their views, and then we just have a, a natural discussion because that's what we want. Yeah. We want it to be very natural. And in that, in that scenario, we, we had to really, really wait, listen to different people, listen to different ideas, listen to, you know, what people thought they brought to the table, what it meant to them, yeah. things of that nature, and then, then start the discussion. Yeah. But it was, I think it was very simple because we had a lot of people who had opinions. Well, yeah, and I think that there was a lot of people that were like-minded and we Definitely. connected on a lot and it did start a very, I'm not, I don't want to be dramatic, but it started a healthy, a healthy conversation. Definitely. And I think that that, that was... It wasn't my favorite. I mean, it wasn't that, the most challenging for me. Yeah, what was yours? I think that the most challenging um, episode was insecurities were, is a silent relationship killer. Okay. You had some insecurities. I mean, I know I had insecurities growing up. Like, one of my greatest insecurities growing up was the fact that I stuttered and wasn't able to express myself like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was a little bit more violent due to that. But it... It caused me havoc. It gave me a phobia. I couldn't read out loud because I couldn't enunciate words. To this day, it's still the same problem. I can't even read. Remember sometimes, and I'm stuttering, and you know, people be like, "Yo, this dude can't even read." But you know, if I had to read silently, obviously I can read and get things done. But when it comes to reading out loud, I did have a phobia, and then it hindered me from public speaking, things of that nature, and. <clears throat> you know, and then it, you know, hurt my grandma, things of that nature. So if y'all see a bunch of typos on on any of our, on any of our work, it's me. I mean, I would say, you know, I have insecurities as well. I mean, growing up, my insecurity was also being able to express myself. I wasn't really, I didn't really have the tools growing up to express myself verbally, rather. So I used to shut down a lot and get angry. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do, right? When you can't, when you can't verbalize certain things. Definitely. And I, you know, people didn't really want to deal with me because I had a temper. So I had to learn how to use my words and be effective with my words. And then <laughs> in, order, in order to express how I felt about certain things so that I could get my message across because a lot of times I was so high strung that once I started talking, everyone kind of just kind of dismissed me and didn't really want to deal with me. So Definitely. I had to learn how to deal with that growing up and as well as kind of, you know, a lot of people really deal with is not what you say is how you say it. So mm -hmm. I got shut down by all those people. <laughs> and, you know, as I got older, I learned how to obviously use my words. Because we started that conversation going over our insecurities. And yes, you've known me for many years and you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly and the indifferent. Definitely. But it's one thing to put it on camera and have that conversation for everyone to see. On you know podcast, what I mean? Definitely. And yes, I can be vulnerable and yes, I'm all about, you know, digging deeper and all of that stuff, but it's a totally different situation when you got that camera plop, you know, in definitely, front of you definitely. and it it's vulnerability to like the tenth power. It could be intimidating. And so, it's, it's funny, it's just the camera. Until yeah. you get to edit, you get to do all these different things. It's not live. You no. know what I mean? So you get to do you get to basically tell the story the way you want to tell the story, mm -hmm. but we're so raw. Yeah. We don't have to do many edits because we want to tell the story how it's coming up. Well, yeah, and so I, I think that that's a big, a big thing. Agreed, and I think that I owe it to the viewers to be myself. So if we were going to do an episode on insecurities, 
then I had to put it all out there. Definitely. You know what I mean? That, like I couldn't that's, just that's why I wasn't really I couldn't just hold I like off. Show by example. I yeah, I do too, but it just that that I was one of the bit. yeah. You know what I mean? You were sweating <laughs> yeah. a little bit on there because it is digging deep and really I mean you you've been you've been empowered so long or you've been yeah. you know, you've been strong or confident so long that you gotta really search for where you're insecure. Yeah. But once you really look at it, where a lot of your insecurities stem from, then you then you go deep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get a little sweaty, it gets yeah, a little yeah, it gets a little weird, then yeah. It gets very comfortable as yeah. you start talking about it. And that's what we want people to see. Like the mm -hmm. more you talk about your insecurities with the people you care about, or even strangers, mm -hmm. the more you allow people in, the more it becomes more comfortable to be truly who you are. Yeah. So I think that, that was a if I had to go with that was one of the one of the more important discussions oh, really? we had to have. Definitely. That was gonna be my next question for definitely. you. That was one of the more important. But if I had to say a very important one was um the discussion regarding codependency. Agreed, but so, even, even on occasion that's a problem for you, right? Definitely. So where I mean, drug use period. Yeah, well in the in the past because my parents smoked meat. I grew up in an apartment where that's was that that was the norm. So Definitely. when I met a guy that smoked weed, and it really bothered me as much because it's like, well, I mean, I grew up around it my whole entire but life. But you grew up around it just because you grew up. There's people that grew that up in right. abuse. Yeah, I agree. Which so mean it right. that means which you I had a sickness as well. Agreed, and I had to learn that when I when I have my own child and think about the the men that I'm bringing around. Like, do I really want these type of men to be around my child? You know what I mean? And do they I can really be want, great people. They know, just yeah. smoke weed. So you have a vice. And, yeah. and in turn, you don't want your kids smoking weed. So that can be enough of a deal breaker for you not to let them in your life. Really? Okay. Definitely. Codependency. I, we talked about drug use. We talked yes. about how we grew up in the 80s and a lot of, it was a lot of, it was a crack era. So I think that was very important for our viewers to see the era we grew up in, one. Two, how a lot of people justify codependency and how we built love through a, a, a system of codependency because a lot of our parents grew up in that era. And it was just very unhealthy. Best, yeah. yeah, it wasn't in their best, when it wasn't at their best. Yeah. It wasn't in the best state of mind. And then they're raising kids and then this love and this transfer of what love is and you're taking care of your parents. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a lot of friends that were taking care of their parents. I know, which is so, so sad, yeah. They believe that's what love is, so they go on to partners where they take the codependency. Yes. And it kept on, you know, it's it a cycle, it's a vicious it's cycle. Definitely, so. Honest, I, I thought that that, I thought that discussion was really important until we did Are You Ready for a Commitment? You know, your foundation and things you want and yeah, like if you want to, if you want to, if you want to climb the corporate ladder, understand that that's taking away time from from your family. Definitely. If you, you know, if you want to be a stay at home, well, it depends on a corporation. If well, a corporation depends on a corporation. Is a family corporation. Yeah, but if there's but, things in place that allow you to spend time with your family, but in for the most a part, a lot of cases, yeah, for it's, the most it's part, you putting in a, a ridiculous hours. amount of hours Definitely. and you're spending a lot of time away from home. So if that's what you want, then, you know, then that's something that you should you discuss think with about, your partner. Definitely. You got to think about if you're dating you... a doctor, you know Definitely. what I mean? Like you have to understand that this, that he may, or he or she may be on call and that she may not, they, they may not be accessible all the time. Is that something that you are okay with? You know what I mean? Like I think is, is those things as well. It's, it's who I think it's really important to figure out who the person and yourself hold near and dear. Like, Definitely, because some people's spending, occupation yeah, is what is they want to get back yeah, to the exactly. world. Yeah, exactly. So, there are people that sign on together to be swingers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then when we look at it, one person like, really how, doesn't want to swing no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, we look at that person, the other person is the bad guy because they want to continue to do it. Mm -hmm. But that's the relationship they signed on for. Yeah. You know, like, there's certain times where you signed on to be, you know, maybe the male signed on to be a stay-at-home dad. 
and then the woman is making the most money and making and, and, mm-hmm. and making ends meet. And a lot of men look at that man as not being a man mm-hmm. because he's not financially taking care of a woman. But if the woman is able to take care of the man financially, yeah. he's able to take care of the house and the children. I think why is that a diminished role based on the fact that, you know, he's choosing that route? Okay. Like, I think that that was a really impactful conversation. We, um, so one of our builders, so we have a relationship building service, Definitely. right? So one of our builders is dating and she suggested that, you know, what are some of the questions that two people should ask when they're getting to know each other? Definitely. And so we did a whole podcast on it. And I thought that that was um, a really good a really good episode because we were also vulnerable in that episode as well. We literally we asked each other questions. So yeah, we, we literally went, went through, through a the, list of questions the, the and was and it was just like asking each other key questions mm-hmm. to determine if we are a good fit or not you and I, but if two people were a good fit or not. Definitely. So I think that that to date was one of our most impactful because I think it's a tool that can help so many. Definitely. Um, and it's 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 timeless. And it's more structured. Yes. It's more systematic, so people can actually go on the website yes. and actually look, go to our blog section, yes. blog, blog section, section, and, and then look up the ten the yes. ten questions and actually go through them with their partner or go through yes. them with potential partners or even go through them with friends. Yes, or even take it by themselves and see what their their answers would be. So, it is a tool that can be used and transferable, whether it's it's not just audio, it's not yes. just visual. It's mm-hmm. something that you could actually read. And, well, it is visual, but you can read it, and it's something that you can have. Well, also, too, it gets the the the, the wheels turning. And mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the most important things about are you ready for commitment is, you know, we have a set of questions. And if you can't answer those questions yourself, mm-hmm. then maybe you should think twice about are you ready for, are you ready for commitment. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. I would say, like, um... It's been it's been wow it's been twenty. I mean we yeah we got more here. Twenty six <laughs> episodes yeah. I would say like if now I think like introducing more guests because the first season we had two guests I think yeah we, we had, had two we had yeah, mahogany, mahogany and, and Melissa, Melissa. yes so I think we had those two guests and you know it was the people we were around all the time at that particular time so you know it was nice to just have them on camera and really see their growth and that and that, that experience but to now have a variety of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there are people we were close to, there are people we know, but there weren't people that hang around us on a re- regular basis. Mm-hmm. There are people that hang around, people we hang around. They, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we like to start with those type of yeah, people. So yeah. I guess the whole season was about really introducing the type of people we are around because we always talk about being love snobs. Oh, our extended village. Definitely. Yeah. So we had, you know, we have from Troy. We had that common goal and just be reminded of it every day. It would, would be my ideal situation. I would always like kind of like date the same type of guys. I would have the same type of friends because I shy away from like ind- the word individuality mm-hmm. because you're going into a partnership. To Jasmine, Jasmine with Vanilla. At this point, I'm working independently. And so, you know, a, a situation came up where he checked me about my level of honesty. And I thought, wow, like, you know, it's not just within us, it's also who I am outside of us and how. Who I am outside of us also reflects us. Four times your mom was on there twice. The but through the generations, and growing up, that's basically where I got my base from. That once you're in a committed, married relationship, that it's till death do us part. Which was great. Village that was. 
Yeah, that, that was, was a, a great episode. Great episode. Well, understanding of what a word means, but it really can mean the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know chastise to be somewhat belittling, right? Definitely. Um, and that shouldn't even be happening behind closed doors. Right. So exactly. So my, 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 my not, not want to say question, but when I heard that, I thought to myself, I mean, essentially we wouldn't be chastising each other anyway. Like is check this checking or correcting someone's behavior automatically equate to chastising? Well, to some people, but not to us. But not to us. I mean, like, we would have to look at, like, really, really dive into the definition of chastising. Well, I'm not looking at chastising. I'm talking about just bringing somebody accountable for what they just did. Yeah, so that's another thing that that I think people, I think that's another one that people, that one makes me feel like warm and fuzzy. Like, that's another, that's another episode that we had. And it answered a lot of questions, too, because we are not only, we, we podcast and we also believe in, having a village and making sure that you know we have a a support system that you know come together and and i mean we move mountains making sure making sure everything everything is is linked making sure everything is a a system we can rely on, making sure, like, friends are extension. Yeah. Like, most people look at friends as just, they live their own lives. Yes. We look at friends as And we come together for either to problem solve or when things kind of hit the fan, but... Or the party. Or the party. But, yeah, it's really about us living our day-to-day life. Like, somebody you can rely on. Yeah. And not even just relying on. Like, if you are having a great day at work or you're you're driving to work or... You know, you just pick up the phone and you actually stay in touch with them. You well, for I mean? example, what we do um, is we have we have a group chat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and every morning we send videos to let everyone know what our intentions are for the day. We set the intentions with each other, Definitely. and not only does it hold all of us accountable, but it's also a good t- a good tool to reflect to see who you are, where you want to be, and if you need to get, and how to get there. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like they like one time, you know, someone called out that every day I'm talking about I'm not feeling well. <laughs> like, and it made me mindful of you know the the of what I was portraying or what my mentality was at that moment. Mm-hmm. So it did, it, the light bulb went off because I didn't want to be that person, Definitely. right? So what do you do? You change it. You show up. Yeah, so you I think up. that, you know, that's one of the examples of what we do with each other. Mm-hmm. But it was nice, and it didn't, we didn't necessarily, um, it didn't translate all the way over in that podcast of what we do, Definitely. but it was a, like a snapshot of, of we who do. we no, are. You and obviously can't yeah. capture it in an hour. I know, podcast. I know. So... I think we did a good job of capturing it. I mean, we invited, like I've known. We have precious. I've known, yeah, precious. We have a strong, um, what's the word, like uh, self-esteem. Uh, or? Yeah, to know that women has been with so many men. Mm. Even like, what's your what's your what's your body count? What's your body yeah, count? And I'm like forty. Yeah. I mean, it takes time. Uh, yeah, you're marry me. I think it would take time for anybody to digest that. Strong. I think a man has to be strong in that sense to know that when a guy does come up to him, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, stop with your." With your girl or your wife, that he has to be like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. confident. Mm-hmm. They have to be confident mm-hmm. and know, like, yeah, but that means we had X. I know X since he was a, a, younger, a yeah. younger child. Now he's older, mm-hmm. you know, raising a child. Like, the problems you run in, like you being the father and her being the mother, what problems would you say you run into? You see, like, in my ex- the example, I'm running into a problem because I'm staying true to what we raised our child to be. Yeah. She, on the other hand, is like, Sometimes our problem Doing our own is, is similar to to um not really similar to that, but I noticed that she's a little better with a child than I am. I okay. still think I'm amazing with a child, but she's still better at raising a child and doing and remembering to do this and that and that and being in order with everything that more than I am. Definitely. Just because I had a I had a child before. 
Mm. We had a child. I think I know more, and that's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, he was a kid. I mean, I'm only three years older than him, but 18 to 15. Yeah, is, that's a big difference. Big. So, yeah. like, I met him when he was about maybe 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, to see him grow to the person he's grown into, that, that was nice to see. Chris came twice. Chris, well, yeah. That's one thing that I got. I mean, we had to be more passionate about our relationships. And when it comes down to holding each other accountable, sometimes it takes that. Like, it takes the passion. You have to have the passion to actually help your, your, your significant other, your friend, whoever it is, to actually, you know, make that change. So, you have to actually cross that boundary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you're passionate about something, you're not thinking about how they're taking it. You're saying what you need to say. You're talking how you need to talk, and you, you maybe you know, you're doing it respectfully, I guess. But at the same time, you, you're saying whatever you need to say, and that's what needs to happen. You need to have that that you know that raw passion to to get to you know to to, to say what you need to say. You know what I mean? And, and hold them accountable for whatever it is that's going on. Want to know how they met on the internet and what's the process? So you know, one of y'all can take the mic and give us some explanations. Well, I, I think me, I had a little bit more experience with it, you know. <laughs> Three <laughs> times, one one episode, we um, talked about internet dating. Well, the, we did the internet dating. Definitely. We did one with um, Laura. Okay. And then we did one with Jennifer, but we lost. The one we, with lost Laura. we lost. We lost one. The yeah. Of of Laura and, and Chris. But so Chris has always nice. been a good sport too. Like he's Definitely. always down and willing to be on the podcast, nice which to is see cool. How he, he yeah. Has too. Like I met him in college. Yes. You know, yes. As yes. As a younger person. Cause I was, you know, older than him when we was in school, and and he was just wanting to play basketball and then want to go to school and want to go to class. And yeah. I'm like, we're going back and forth about him doing what he needs to do. And now, the type of person and type of human being he is and the type of integrity he has, it's nice to see. So, I think we had, you know, all went. Yeah. Um. Going to the kids. What was what was your your belief be with that? Cause now you have a child. You have a child. So introducing, you know, somebody new to a child. Oh, how do I feel about that? Yeah. Like, how do I go? Oh. How do you go about it? Um, gosh, it's a very touchy thing. I really, I dive in. I see what I'm dealing with. You I, dive in which way? What do you mean? In terms of uh, conversation, like, we really, I really just take that time to s figure out, you know, who I'm dealing with. Okay. Um, I definitely don't, in I've gotten advice, mm -hmm. you know, um, from even my elders, both ways, in terms of, how soon I should introduce, you know, Definitely. someone to my child. Um, but I go off my gut, you know, uh, for that. I've never introduced him to someone. Or oh, oh, winter, like she's yeah. She's very vocal and very open. We had mahogany. Mahogany, back. who people don't want to put in the work. I just feel like so many people just have this, they got blinders on. Nobody's mm -hmm. dealing with reality. Everybody's dealing with fantasy. So there is no balance because everybody thinks everything is just supposed to be peaches and cream. Yeah. At when? Like, we live on Earth, right. where there's seasons. It rains, it snows, and then you get sunlight, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's the same in your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to have days where it's just like, it feels sunny. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have the rain days, but you always, in when you live, you live in New York. We live in New York. We know mm -hmm. their seasons. Yes. The people who complain about snow and rain drive me insane. Yes. <laughs> Who's always I Yeah, mean, yeah, she's a camera she's, ready. She's, she's like, she's, she's like, staple. so she's what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a staple. And she, yeah. you know, she shows up and she makes sure she even works behind the scenes. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Time. Like, she's, so she's super supportive. Um, she's really savvy in the production room and just, she's always camera ready. She's always willing to get behind the camera. So, and she also encouraged us to, to even this, be on yeah, camera. To take this yeah. to the next level. So, because we was really hiding behind it. Like, I we, sure was. 
we, we were like, like back to audio. back in the room. Yeah, we like. We were just podcasters. <laughs> we wanted to just be audio. Yeah, now yeah. We actually gave them a visual. And, you know, that's thanks to. Yeah, Mahogany for having that vision. Yes. Jennifer. Yeah. Laura. Let's talk about this off camera. Yeah, let me drop. Go ahead. The love part. Hmm. I think accountability was a little easier. For love? The love part growing up in my family is is, is been really it's always been difficult. Yeah, there, there wasn't too much love going on there. It's just it was more of like do what I say or punch in your face. Oh whoa. So was it really Damn, like that's 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 Yeah, fault. it wasn't really fault. like you know, oh we love and we get get hugs and kisses and everything is great. It's is is it was very difficult. Uh, Laura yes. was a good one. Oh because, yeah. yeah, Laura really unpacked some stuff. And Definitely. you know what what was cool about Laura was she was willing to talk about any and everything. And I'm not saying that all of our guests are willing to talk about everything, but Definitely. Um, she also went back, you know, she shared some childhood stories Definitely. and, and uh, connections she had connections yeah. she has with mm -hmm. her, her mother. So that was nice. To, that was nice to see to the point where, you know, it trickled on Facebook yeah. when uh, the episode came out. So. But you it know was, what else was cool too? Like you know, we took our, our equipment to, to Delaware, <laughs> yeah. and and we did it. We had had uh, our podcast with Troy, which was Definitely. which was cool. We set up shop there, and we made sure that you know we brought the discussion to him. So <laughs> yeah, we we're not afraid. Yeah, like, we're not we're unafraid. Not afraid. Yeah, we want to have the discussion. One thing I see all the time, people believe when we get on the show, we all have like because we around each other and because we move in the same circles. That we all have the same views. Oh yeah. And we no. got on the camera, no. and there was times where the views didn't connect. Well, we didn't align the internet dating. I mean, it was me, and you me didn't yeah, me, yeah, yeah. We didn't align about internet dating. Head down into like things you can read through body language is not as likely as somebody being on the actual computer. But what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. But it's not, but it's not no, the computer. It's 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 you 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 transfer to the phone. So the texting, yeah, yeah. So the 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 initial connection is. Typing, right? Definitely. But then you, you, then once you exchange numbers, the next thing is a phone call or FaceTime. Right. Because, Definitely. you I know, believe it should be more personal. Agreed. And Aziz used some trigger words that <laughs> 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 I didn't quite agree with. And, and it, what did you call it? Lazy? Yeah, yeah, lazy. Yeah. Lazy, lazy is a trigger dating. word for me. Anyway, he said lazy, and, and the conversation well, kind of went. It just showed that it was lazy because all three people said. But when you look up the was... definition of lazy, typically, I mean, it was, you were spot on. Definitely. But when you hear the word lazy, nobody wants to be called lazy. Definitely. And um, being immature, not really listening, not really hearing what was being not said. Defining the terms, and obviously yeah. we talk about it all the time. Factoring who's saying. Yes, 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 yes. The so track record plays a part. Like, but I'm yeah, not you don't really degrade you. I'm gonna say what it is. And I'm gonna really let it sting and have you think about what you're what you're saying. But the reality is, like you really be more mindful. Yeah, but the reality is, you want the convenience of it, Definitely. which can lead can can stem from laziness. You want the convenience Definitely. of meeting people without having to put in all of the work. But we did which agree was your that point. It's a, it's a, a good, good tool. tool. Yeah, but it's being used. You know, obviously, it's being used poorly because a lot of the reasons why on that on that episode why everybody was on the app is because they was lazy. Yeah, pretty much. So that's what it We wanted convenience. You know what I mean? But there's all kinds of other people using it because of the hustle and bustle of yeah. the, 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 um, their lives. Yeah, like their of lives course. Their lives are very busy. Yeah. They really can't get away, so they still, you know, they it's still like, one uh, It's two like shopping hours. online. Definitely. They still one to two hours. And it is convenient, but convenient don't always have to be a bad thing. Agreed, and that's what we, that was the conclusion. Definitely. What would you say was one of the episodes where you felt like you and I didn't connect the most? I would have to think about that one. I, well, 
I have an answer. Go ahead, get your answer. <laughs> I, think, I think we kind of stumbled on um, the birth of the love snobs. I mean, well, like it, it, it has you, you, you are a person big on principles. You've always been. You know what I mean? You've always been big on principles from when, I, since I've known you and when we actually used to talk about your childhood and your upbringing, you always was the one that were all, you were always, you know, keep everybody accountable in your house. So nobody can do something outside of what was agreed upon without you saying something. Yes, but I also think that it just, it didn't always transfer over. So I think that, you know, you see something, you say something, you address it and you move on, right? Definitely. And I used to have the tendency of addressing things that were, that would affect me personally. Okay. I think that our chemistry was quite a little off. It was weird. It, it was, was weird. weird. And I don't know, we probably would just finished well, I'm arguing. I'm thinking of the one that, yeah, I'm thinking of the one that, <laughs> that there was one that we, we just argued before we got on camera. But we did amazing, though. That was yeah. the one with the yellow sweater. <laughs> I remember that day. Like, we were, we, were, we, we did two back-to-back, -back and we argued just before it. Okay. And um, I remember you giving me the look like, is she going to get it together and recover from this? Definitely. Or is she going to be nasty and just kind of not um, be herself? Definitely. on the podcast well, we and we binged it out we did we push do. through we did so a good so birth, those two the birth we did accountable well love yeah it was one of the ones i could remember that stood out somewhat mm -hmm. i was trying to look for you know maybe some some other one because I, I know there was other ones that the chemistry seemed a little a little dry yeah you know what i mean but we still pushed through it we did what we do and it wasn't one of our best episodes yeah, you yeah. Know what i mean like i do think still think there was a lot of great information in those yes. episodes but it was one of the episodes that didn't really shine shine mm -hmm. through so i do think that those were the big episodes but i mean we have we have two guests here. we sure do we have two guests here so when yes. we come back we'll be introducing the two guests we have absolutely that came back they were guests and they came back to you know come to the recap to do our show. anniversary special definitely <laughs> so that's great yeah yeah accountable love is important work because it's challenging people to start a discussion that needs to be had their relationships. Really, it's rewarding. It's nice to be in that position or be able to be that person to partner with Aziz to put something together to help somebody else. Work and we inspire them to actually go out and really strengthen their relationship. You no, know, it's really important that people start to really think about why they have relationships with the people they have relationships with. So accountable love is about providing that equal and healthy environment from the start of your relationships making sure your friendships, your romantic relationships all take shape in the right direction. Yeah, we just um, came back from our short commercial break. We have two guests. <laughs> yeah. We have two guests, um, Jasmine and Troy, hey. who both came doing? to the podcast. Y'all seen them on the second season. Yeah. Home of the Love Snobs. And, um, well, you've seen Jasmine like, like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> and then Troy came once. Hopefully, he'll, he'll make an appearance in the third season. What was your experience like? Um, it was humbling. I, I think growing up with you guys anyway, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, just in general. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I guess I was a little nervous. Just okay. doing it for the first time, not not knowing what to expect. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But I, overall, it was a 
it was a great experience. Yeah, nobody would have nobody would have known that you you know you were a little comedic because you was yeah, a dead yeah, serious. Yeah, he was that dead day. serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh that yeah, 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 yeah. I was cracking jokes. She's you were cracking like... jokes. My man was like, nah, nah, nah. That's the classic. You know like, what's nah, crazy? Nah, nah. I feel like the sense of humor I, like subsided as I got older. It yeah, just started definitely. to like dull down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it is, you gotta you gotta sprinkle it and gotta yeah. be you know you gotta be more mindful. What about you, Jasmine? My experiences are always interesting because I feel like I learn so much or like I hear myself talk and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I should be doing better in the sense of like, I see where my, um, like where some of my flaws are and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, like that's something I, you know, I, I, I really need to work on. And then, um, it's like you're super critical. You hyper Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then definitely. you see yourself and you're like, wow, like, you know, I, I sounded this way or, you know. Well, I was being a hypocrite here because I know other ways, you know, I, other days I don't do this or I do do this. So you self-reflecting. Um, I definitely, I'm oh, always self-reflecting, yeah. So it's like I'm self-reflecting while I'm talking to you guys, and then when I'm watching it, I'm also self-reflecting. So I kind of become a little critical, but in the same way, it kind of is just like, um, it just makes me think more of like how to take action, definitely. essentially. Now you see who's our Socrates. Yeah. <laughs> we always tell her, you always philosophize. Yeah. We're like straight to the point. Yeah. My girl be like, you know, I was She's thinking like, about X, Y, and Z and thinking yeah, about X, Y, and Z. I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking. Yeah, but you know, so we, 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 we bring, brought it to the show because we wanted, you know, we wanted you to actually expose yourself and actually expose see. Expose yourself? Ex Expose who she is. Oh, expose. expose who, yeah, expose. I'm sorry, that's another trigger word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of expose? I, like, I don't know, no. I, mean, like, I got it, I'm like, like, I'm like, like ex you think, I, I just went to a negative place. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, expose? Like, what just yeah, happened? We wanted her, but yeah, we so wanted her to be more exposed. <laughs> we wanted her to, you know, actually show her, because she, you know, you're a great human being. We wanted to show your qualities and the reason we wanted, you know, to invite Troy to this show, obviously, is because we wanted people to see the things his strengths, his weaknesses, the things that you know he could be vulnerable. He's he's a business guy, as we mm -hmm. know. So that, I think that was the theme of our show. Like he's really trying to start businesses, and he wants people and those relationships definitely. and how to navigate through the, through those waters. And I think, I mean, I've known Troy. I mean, if we've been friends for 25 years, I mean, and you're yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you're significantly you're seven years younger than Since at what? least. I mean, <laughs> eight years old. Yeah, so yeah. I've known you. Yeah, you were younger than Camille when I met That's you. That's crazy. So yeah, it's always interesting to see you know Troy, the grown man, mm -hmm. um, on the show. So the conversation was a lot different. Yes, we've had, obviously, we had mature conversations along the way, mm -hmm. but we, you know we started the conversation with accountability and mm -hmm. we kind of took we set the tone of what we were going to talk about and it was nice to see you in that place because again I met you with that freaking. Army fatigue vest and those damn, um, <laughs> those rollerblades. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that was your jam. So, yeah. you know. And now, yeah, now you have blossomed. Yeah, you, you know? have a, you, you own, you're, you're a homeowner, you, you, you had a business at the time, and you're still looking to, you know, venture out and do other things. And I think that it was really nice to see that. I think the biggest and thing is you're able, to, you're able to articulate your points a lot. Better. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Before you was all over the place looking for certain ways to get your point across and, you know, you was fighting. Yeah. Now you're actually sitting down having dialogue. And I mean, obviously we, we're brothers, we still go back and forth all the time. But I think like now having discussions, you're able to actually have a point, pinpoint that point mm -hmm. and actually get it across. You had a direction. Mm -hmm. You came on, listen, I want people who are more driven in the same direction yes. I'm dri mm -hmm. driven in. They don't have to be clones of me, but mm -hmm. they have to yeah. make sure we like-minded and we on the same page. And I think it was nice to see that development. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And see that growth. I think that's very important. You know well, what I mean? Troy, did you watch yourself? Yeah. 
I was, you, I'm, I'm critical of myself too. So what I seen from me watching myself in the video was that you could you could pinpoint the nervousness. You could uh, see where yeah, you yeah, are and yeah. where you kind of like going over the same thing and you actually thinking about what you're about to say and I'm like, wow. But um, it's funny because I was going to ask you, do you, are you critical of yourself while you're doing it right now? Are you thinking of the images? And while you were saying that, while you was pointing yeah. that out, I was looking at you and seeing if you were even thinking about how you look or how you're coming across or how you, you know, the words. Uh, yeah, of course. Of, yeah, of course. So how does that affect your, like, just your answers and how? I think it just makes me pause more and um, possibly, like, stutter maybe. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to, like, my actual answer, I just, I just say whatever the fuck I'd like, like, whatever I'm thinking. Yeah. It's just a matter of how I'm relaying it. Like, you gotcha. know, I might be, end up being repetitive mm -hmm. or... And that's, that's exactly the feeling that yeah. I felt actually shooting that first show. Definitely. And yeah. it, didn't come, it didn't come across that way. Like, no. we're watching it and listen. It never comes across as we think the same of ourselves. Oh. Like, but it, nobody that's what I'm saying. Seeing themselves when you are critiquing camera. yourself, it's Definitely. always going to be, like, uh, zoomed in. And yeah. I think, that's a, I think that's, a, that's a big thing when it comes to being accountable in love because nobody's going to critique you harder than you critique yeah. yourself. So the fact that people are so scared of other people's opinions, it kills me because you're critiquing yourself as soon as you wake up. Not yet. Get in the shower. Yeah. 24-7. Put on clothes. And then when you get out there, you should have a strong confidence of what you're relaying. Mm -hmm. And then you're so nervous about what other people or how other people will perceive you. Yeah, that's true. And I think our unit is a great unit. We had, like, great people on the show. I think people want more people that are controversial. Mm -hmm. yeah. More chaotic people. But we're trying to teach people to be accountable in love, so we need people who wants to join the discussion, mm -hmm. not people who want to distract the discussion. Mm. So I think that that's important, and I think that would have been the nerve-wracking thing, because we we not always on the same page when mm -hmm. it comes yeah. to background. So that would have been the nerve-wracking thing for me, but I was like, let, 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 let your story be told. Mm -hmm. I want to hear what you have to say, and we have the dialogue on camera. And I think the more we have that dialogue, the looser you will be anyway. Mm -hmm. For so sure. We didn't always, we didn't, even on camera, I don't think we agreed with everything, but we no, did we come to yeah. a common ground where you do want somebody who is more like-minded. They're working towards the same mm -hmm. goals you're working towards, not necessarily the same exact goal, but they have the same mindset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's all we're talking about. A lot of people hear accountable love and they're like, oh my God, it's so rigid, mm -hmm. so structured. No, we're just talking about honoring a promise. Yeah. If you want to be a polygamist, honor it. Yeah. If you want to be an entrepreneur, honor it. If you say you're somebody's friend and this is what the friendship is, we're going to actually build a business together, stick around to build that business. Mm -hmm. That's what we're saying. Okay. Like, be accountable. If you want to sleep with other women and you're with, a, you're with one woman and you let her know and she's okay with it, that's an agreement. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. You know what I mean? We're not talking about just, okay, monogamy and just Christianity and just Islam. and just We're talking about everything. Yeah. Be accountable for what your words mean. And don't just say your words and change your mind five seconds. Everybody's thirsty with this change movement. Yeah, we're forever changing. That's a guarantee. But it's the things that are stable that actually allow us to commit. Mm -hmm. And people don't really, really really get that. Mm -hmm. It's moving and it's honoring your word. You know what I'm saying? We can all change. I can change my mind tomorrow, and then what happens? The structure falls. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it is about building the structure. So I think that's where, that's where all of the... Like, having y'all on the show, it was nice to have, you know, you being my, my younger brother, it was nice just seeing the development, nice seeing how different we are growing yeah. up in the same house.
but how much the same we are. Mm -hmm. We got the same mannerisms. Mm -hmm. We always laugh yeah, about how we take funny, yeah. how we take pictures the same. Yeah, yeah. It is and it's, it's just it's just weird. But at the same time, you're building your own lane, and that's mm -hmm. all you always wanted was to build your own lane. You grew up with everybody older than you, yeah. three older brothers. Yeah. So and I learned, I learned a lot, and I learned a lot through that. But uh, something you said earlier, when you, when you started talking about um, how we are our biggest critics, and when we go out in the world, things shouldn't really affect us because we are our biggest critics. Definitely. But the thing that I took from that was sometimes being our biggest critic, we actually judge ourselves so harshly. So the things that come natural to us, sometimes we judge so hard that we start thinking about how would people perceive us in the Definitely. world, mm -hmm. and that's Definitely. why we feel. I think that that embarrassment because we're like, oh shit, that was weird. Why did I yeah. do that? But we love it, but this is who we are. But yeah. being critics, sometimes we don't accept it that's as yeah. much. So when, that's probably why it's so hard. And I'm just speaking from experience and seeing other people go no, through it. They, they, um, they go through these things because they almost embarrass doing it themselves. So they see other people, when, they don't want to be seen doing it. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah. Absolutely. And that's the inner truth that, yeah. that a lot of people don't see. But when it does come out, that's when you get that nervousness and mm. damn, did that really, yeah. What's the inside judgment? It's like even like if I'm watching, I'm like, oh, like I wouldn't want to look like that. Or so I'm there judging now. It's like I could look yep. like a troll, like, oh, you know, he just tapped his chin three times. Like, is he aware of that? Let's say. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to do that. You know, so and it's also me being judgmental too, mm -hmm. not realizing my own habits. Yep. You mm -hmm. know, so it's like. I think I think where people don't understand is everything is a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's why we chose relationships because yeah. everything's a relationship, and people don't even get even knowing who you are is a relationship. No matter what. Yeah. It's a relationship because she's seen you tap your chin three times. You probably didn't notice it because yeah. it's a habit. Yeah. She's able to see something that you don't see mm -hmm. and able to make you aware of it. Mm -hmm. So now you're conscious of it. So you can make the change or you can maintain it. It's a choice. It gives you more choice. Mm -hmm. And that's what relationships should give you, more choice. People think committing is less choice. When you commit to another partner or commit to more people, it gives you more avenues mm. and it branches you out. Even though you have a narrow focus, it gives you more choices. Absolutely. Because you're aware of more things. I, would say, I also think, too, it's like we're unrealistic. Like, we're all gonna, we all have habits and we all have flaws and we have all these, like, little niches about us. It's like, what would make anybody think that we were gonna, we're gonna be perfect, like, every second of the day? When we see other people who are not, nobody's, and when I say perfect, I just mean no one is their ideal self every single day in the sense of, like, you know, like, let's say your flaw would be, like, um, reading out loud, right? That's Definitely. what you had mentioned before. And so it's like, that, that's just that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's being in your head. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's just like why like why would I be worried about I don't know like licking my lips three times and you and and you might be like it doesn't matter you know. So but like, I think the, I think the thing is is that you know when the cameras start rolling, it changes the whole dynamic of everything because mm -hmm. we sit around and have conversations all the time. Yeah. How many times have we sat in a room and we talk yeah. about some really profound things and then you know it's not recorded we're ourselves we may have tapped our chin three times yeah. we may have coughed burped or whatever but the conversation is still good we're mm -hmm. still making good points and Definitely. we're not walking away thinking I could have did better and even yeah. if you e even if you're being if something's being addressed like Aziz is bringing something to my attention Troy is calling me out on something or I'm calling him out or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be we still we, we continue to have a conversation until we get to the place where we are on the same page and then we move forward, but no one's walking away bruised and, and, and feeling some type of way because it's in the comfort of our own home and you know, we kind of doing our own well, thing. Maybe we are, but it, it doesn't really matter because we have our own space to kind of like, 
you yeah. know, when take, the cam take yeah. our time. When the, cam it. when the cameras roll, I think that it does change everything. And it's being recorded, so you just got to go rewind that. Like, what well, you said, you know, this is what you yeah. said, and this is how you looked. And yeah. it can circulate forever, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that that's, that's what we are it's worried about. Unconscious. But I think, I think we, I think to add to what you're saying, I think that most people, most people fear saying things out loud to other people neg about negative things. Yeah, that's so true. I think Hands they down. know how many times that they held back saying something negative to another person. So therefore, because when you look at the more confident people, they have no problem saying whatever they have to say negative to a person. Absolutely. Yeah. So therefore, they expect the other person to say something negative to them if they have to. So they can mm -hmm. walk away believing the person was as genuine as possible. Mm -hmm. But true. people that live in their head and never say the negative but say all the positive, they walk away always thinking that another person has something same, negative yeah, yeah, about yeah. them to say because they're not saying the negatives. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's where it becomes a little, and obviously we talk about it being accountable. Like being accountable in love just means they'll open up positive, negative, deal with it and see if your relationship could sustain it. Mm -hmm. mm. You get what I'm saying? Can your relationship truly sustain what you truly think on a daily basis? Yeah. Because we're all one, one bad move away from losing a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I want people to understand that. It's, it's, it's like money. Mm -hmm. You go in, you build, you build collateral, but you can lose it. Mm -hmm. Like that. In the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. So you put your all into not losing it, yeah. to maintaining it. Mm -hmm. Once you have something valuable, you don't. You work hard to to maintain it. Everybody goes with this growth and like always growing, going higher. No, you maintain it. It's so hard to maintain something. It's easy to grow something. It's easy to lose something, even easier. Yeah. But it's hard to maintain something, and that's what people fear. But that's in every aspect of life. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything. Like you think about anything that 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 right. you put up, that you plan on doing. If you can't maintain it, that's what people fall short yeah, all the yeah. time. They either absolutely they look like weight, yeah. muscle gain, weight and anything. That's well, finance, all every yeah. uh, all of it. Yeah. But once it's, it's if you can't, and that's why they say that you should really only only work toward things that you can actually maintain. If you can't maintain it, then maybe you should, yeah, you, can't, mm -hmm. you really shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that, you know, people overshoot, you know, and I mean, I've been, I've done it before. Well, you're the majority, where, you yeah. are the majority. A lot of people yeah, are like Yeah, like they, you know, they, they, they take on way more than they should and they think that because they, they all they can see, all, you know, at the time you think is the end goal, all you want is that end goal and you, Definitely. you overshoot and you realize like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm running at an eight, an eight minute mile that I really can't maintain right now. Mm, <laughs> I think most people try to just do it alone. Yeah. And I think that's our biggest message. Don't yeah. do it alone. Get a no, team. No successful person will ever tell you that either. That they've yeah, done it alone. I mean, yeah, yeah, Only yeah, the yeah. people who fail will tell you that yeah, they've yeah, yeah. done it alone. What did y'all get from like, let's say, being introduced to accountable love? Yeah. Like the idea of accountable Honestly, love. Honestly, just it really makes you think, it makes you reflect on all your relationships and really, and really kind of analyze how genuine and how true these relationships are. It's like I literally looked at every single relationship that I had with my family members, and it's just like saying I love you. Like even saying I love you changed for me because it's like, like do I really love you? Like I have I have no fucking clue who you are. Like we're my cousin, let's say, but I have I know your first and last name. I know your parents. I know what happened maybe a third birthday. That's all I know. So do I really love you? Guys you guys don't really have a solid yeah. relationship. Yeah. So it's like I was like, what in exchange? Like what can I say about you? that I know about you that makes me love you. 
like I can't say. And so because you care about your bloodline. Exactly. So it's like yeah. I care about you, but the love is a whole different thing. When you mm -hmm. think about accountable love, it's like I need to know who you are to be able to love you, to be able to care for you, to take the time to, to commit to, to you, to commit to you, to negotiate, to to draw up a contract of what I can give and what I can take. And we we don't even have that contract. Definitely. So do I love you? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So. For accountable love to fully answer your question, yeah, like it just makes you really reflect on all your relationships, the the depth of them, um, and maybe you think about future relationships and like how I'm going to carry into those future relationships and kind of questions I will ask. Oh, you know, where before I wouldn't have even asked. Like I had listened to a podcast, a prior podcast, and we were talking about like what's your purpose. And when you think about that, that just seems like a general question everybody throws around because a lot of people don't know the purpose, right? So it's like, oh, you know, I don't know. One day I'm going to do this. But you don't think, okay, now I'm committing to, let's say now I'm with Troy, I'm committing to Troy. Troy doesn't know what his purpose is yet. But now he wants to go to fucking Africa and help the kids. And I'm thinking, like, I, that's Kanye not what I want to do. Huh? Welcome to Kanye West. You know what I mean? <laughs> so exa you know, exactly. So, so when I'm looking, I'm like, this is what I bought into. You know what I mean? So that's a question that I would have said, I probably would have said, you know, I wanted, my, my main base is in New York, right? But I also want to support you in your dream. And then... Ten years later, his dream is to, to not be in New York. You mm. know what I mean? So these are conversations that, although there were questions, there were some questions I knew to ask. There were also some questions that made me think in a whole different manner. So accountable love makes you think outside the box. It makes you really look at all the things that we kind of ignore, ignore day to day, and like really be like, yo, you know what I mean? Like having how many sex partners? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna ask that. You know what I mean? But what does it really say about the person who had tons of sex partners and? let's say, got somebody who's more committed than somebody I can find. Like, it really just makes you really think about those things. Definitely. What about How about you? you? Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, my dad my back. Yeah. <laughs> what did, like, when you heard the term accountable love, how did it, after the podcast, how did it change, like, when you hear, actually hear accountable love? Um, I don't know so much of a change for me. I just, it just made me more aware of who you keep around you. Definitely. Your, your media circle and the people who you pour into. Are those the people who are going to be there pouring back into you and making you your better self? And Definitely. that's that's what I got from it Definitely. in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, that's it actually. That's it. <laughs> well, so, that's good I mean, because we ran, <laughs> yeah, we ran out of time anyway. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, We want to thank Troy for coming and joining us in our recap show. We appreciate yeah. it. I mean, I hope everybody has a have a great Christmas and a great New Year. Holiday, holiday. Have a great holiday. Excuse me. Have a holiday. Yeah. Have a great holiday. Have great holidays. Period. And a, and a great New Year. So, Just in general, yeah, yeah. Overall. My name is Jerry. My name's Aziz. Peace. <laughs>